Are there limits of obedience to a Pope? An Ask Father session with Father Michael Rodriguez. Few Catholics understand the Church's true teaching on the papacy, yet we all must. For example, ask yourself, what is most sacred and important? Why do we obey the Pope? What is the mission of the papacy, the reason for why this office exists? Are we ever obligated to rebuke our superiors, even in public? And how should we respond if a Pope, or an Apostle, or even an Angel, teaches us something contrary to Christ's truth? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Welcome to another session of Ask Father, brought to you by the Fatima Center. My name is Father Michael Rodriguez, and I am a priest of the Diocese of El Paso, Texas. Today we have a question from Tanya. Tanya asks, Father, please explain the limits of obedience when a Pope preaches error, heresy, and confusion. Thank you for your question, Tanya. I want to begin by emphasizing that what is most sacred and that which always comes first in our holy religion is God. God reveals his love and he reveals the truth. He reveals these in the person of Jesus Christ. So these two are inseparable. God's love and the truth. Jesus entrusts this love and truth to his church for our salvation. And this is the mission of the church. To teach the truths that Jesus Christ taught and to make present and transmit his love, mercy, and forgiveness. All this for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. So, to answer your question simply, Tanya, these are the limits of obedience to the Pope. God, the truth, and the teachings of Jesus Christ and his church. If a Pope goes contrary to these, and this is possible, for example, by preaching error, heresy, and sowing confusion, then we have a duty to resist and not obey. One of the things that I think will help everyone to understand this better is, remember, it's important to ask ourselves why is it that we obey the Pope? Why? As Catholics, we obey the Pope because of God, the truth, and the teachings of Jesus Christ and His Church. It's not about just blindly obeying the Pope. The very foundations of our Catholic religion, what gives origin 
to the office of the papacy are these things. God, the truth, and the teachings of Jesus Christ and his church. We have to keep this in mind. The mission of the church, we can say, is concentrated in the person of St. Peter and his successors. So, the papacy exists in order to further the mission of the church. Specifically, teaching the truths which Jesus Christ taught. I remind you of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. Basically, the the very end of St. Matthew's Gospel. This is what we call the Great Commission, where our Savior Jesus Christ gives the apostles and the church their mission. And he says, quote, Teach ye all nations, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Close quote. This is the mission of the church. This is the mission of St. Peter and his successors. To teach the truth. To teach what Jesus Christ has taught us. And this is what we call the deposit of faith. In more common language, we refer to it as church doctrine. But the, the let's say, more technical theological term is the deposit of faith. Church doctrine. Also what we call the lex orandi and the lex credendi of the Catholic Church. In order to transmit this faithfully, and in order to also guard it from all error or all um, you know, evil influence or contamination, this is why our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the office of the papacy, of his vicar on earth. This is why we obey the Pope. We obey the Pope because in obeying the Pope, we're obeying God, we're obeying the truth that he has revealed, and we're being faithful to Jesus Christ and his teachings, the teachings of Christ that come to us from the apostles. The first duty of the Pope is to watch over this deposit of faith. You could also say to watch over the church's dogmatic, moral, and liturgical teachings or traditions with a capital T. This is Catholic Church teaching. I'll quote to you from Vatican Council 1. According to the First Vatican Council, its dogmatic constitution on the Church, Pastor Eternus, from 1870, the papacy exists so that, quote, the salutary doctrine of Christ might be propagated among all the nations of the earth and that this doctrine might be preserved, genuine and pure, where it is received. Close quote. And quote, the Holy Spirit was promised to the successors of Peter that by his assistance they might inviolably keep and faithfully expound the deposit of faith delivered through the apostles. Close quote. And Pope St. Pius X teaches on his primary obligation, quote, of feeding the Lord's flock by guarding with the greatest vigilance the deposit of the faith. Close quote. 
try to remember this. The primary obligation of the Pope. This is why we have a Pope. This is why Christ has given us the Pope. The primary obligation of the Pope to guard with the greatest vigilance the deposit of faith. The truths that God has revealed to us for our salvation. And this that I've just presented to you is Catholic Church teaching on the papacy. It's so sad because there's so many Catholics today that they don't even know or believe what the Catholic Church teaches on the papacy. And that's why they fall into the error of thinking that, well, whatever the Pope says must be correct, or it doesn't even matter if I follow the truth as long as I follow the Pope. This kind of an attitude or mentality goes, it's in complete contradiction to what we as Catholics believe about the papacy. Also, it's in complete contradiction to what the mission of the Pope is and why we as Catholics obey the Pope. This is why St. Thomas Aquinas teaches, quote, if there was a question of a danger for the faith, the superiors would have to be rebuked by their inferiors, even in public, close quote. There St. Thomas Aquinas is teaching us very clearly the limits of that obedience is the faith, the deposit of faith, the truths taught by Jesus Christ and his church. St. Paul himself gives us a very important affirmation of this. St. Paul said to St. Peter, and this is Galatians chapter 2, verse 14, he told St. Peter that he was, quote, not walking according to the truth of the gospel, close quote. So he reprimanded St. Peter. Notice there that the criterion, or the limit, is the truth of the gospel. The truths taught by Jesus Christ and his holy church. And St. Paul himself, in a very famous passage in Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 to 9, St. Paul commanded the faithful not to obey him, St. Paul, or even an angel, if he or the angel happened to preach any other gospel than the gospel that he had already taught them. Very clearly here we see the teaching of the Catholic Church that it's not first and foremost the individual preacher or the individual person or even the individual pope like St. Paul. It's the fact that he's been given the mission to preach the true gospel. The limit is the truth. The truth revealed by God, the truth taught by Jesus Christ. And this is something that's supremely sacred. The truth that God reveals. And this is why the papacy exists. This is also why the very special charism of infallibility exists. I'll just very quickly mention this about infallibility. The charism of infallibility that God gives to the Holy Father, to the Pope, it's there so that the Holy Father can faithfully guard and transmit the truth. And so certain conditions have to be fulfilled 
And these conditions have to be fulfilled because all of these conditions have to do with ensuring that what is being taught is the truth taught by our Savior Jesus Christ and the apostles, the deposit of faith. It's only under these very specific conditions that the Pope is teaching infallibly. And those are, one, the Pope must invoke the power of his office as supreme shepherd and teacher of all Christians and as the successor of St. Peter. Two, the Pope must define a doctrine concerning faith or morals. The doctrine must belong to the deposit of faith as found in sacred scripture and sacred tradition. And three, the Pope must make it clear that he is defining a doctrine which must be believed by all of the faithful. Obviously, most of the time when the Pope is speaking or even teaching, these very specific conditions are not being fulfilled. And so, the Pope, you know, pretty much, we could even say 99% of the time, is not teaching infallibly. In answer to Tanya's question, in a nutshell, the Pope must serve Catholic truth, the teachings of Jesus Christ and the Apostles and God. If the Pope goes against these, the faithful Catholic must resist and reject what the Pope is doing and or saying. Relevant to us today, in the year of our Lord, 2022, Jorge Bergoglio, also known as Pope Francis, is truly evil. He has gone completely contrary to the Pope's sacred mission of guarding with the greatest vigilance the deposit of faith. In my opinion, the clearest example of this is last year's Motu Proprio, Tradiciones Custodes, with which Francis actually seeks to eliminate, seeks to eliminate the most sacred expression of the Catholic Church's Lex Orandi. It is the traditional Latin Mass. Her liturgical tradition with a capital T that goes back to the time of the Apostles. Out of love for God, the truth, and the Catholic religion, Faithful Catholics must reject the errors, heresies, and spreading of confusion by Francis. Sacred Heart of Jesus, Thy Kingdom come. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Please include the Fatima Center among those apostolates to whom you send a portion of your monthly tithe. Regular monthly donors are vital for our continuing operation. To support Our Lady's Apostolate or to send Father a question, please visit our website, www.fatima.org, or call us. 1-800-263-8160 By the intercession of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, may this Ask Father answer help you to know, love, and serve God better. 
Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us.